At Gates, we are passionate about the Word of God. We hope the message you are about to listen to empowers you today. I want to read a familiar passage that we talk about around here a lot first. And it's 1 Timothy 2, 1 through 4, and I'm reading it out of the New uh, International Version, the NIV. Um, It says, I urge then, first of all, that petitions, prayers, intercession, and thanksgiving be made for all people, for kings and all those in authority, that we may live a peaceful and a quiet life in all godliness and holiness. This is good and pleases God our Savior who wants all people to be saved. And in essence, what he's saying is, and all people to come to the knowledge of the truth. But I want you to know here, or I want you to notice here, where he said, first of all, that we are, you and I, we are to pray petitions, prayers, intercession, and thanksgiving on behalf of all people. All people. Kings and all those who are in authority. First of all. So, what that's saying is, even before I pray for myself, God wants you to be aware of praying and declaring things over all the people in your world, in the world that you live in, um, the, all the people around you. And, and what is being demonstrated in this passage is what it looks like to live an unselfish life. I believe that 2024 is a year that is about unselfishness in the midst of a me-me society. Me, me. Everything about me. Me, 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 me. It's a me society. And I believe in 2024, one of the things that's helping us to redeem the times that we live in and the people that we're dealing with is getting out of thinking about ourselves and getting over into doing what this 1 Timothy 2 passage is saying. And, you know, we've talked about it for many years in this body, this passage of Scripture. But I I want us to keep it... um, close to our heart in what I'm talking about today, what we're looking at the rest of this week and leading up to Word First Conference and into 2024, 2024. Everything that this year holds, what you are desiring to see is going to, I believe, be conditional to the level of unselfishness that you live in in your life with all people. He said, first of all, that you pray and make supplication and declaration on behalf of all people. And and I'm really believing what he's meaning in this passage is just all the people in the world that you live in that God has put you in. Because the world I live in and the world that each of you live in, you know, is a totally different world uh, than, than each other lives. And so that way we can touch so many more people. I'm not called to save the whole world uh, per se, but the whole world could be saved through me being faithful to the people that are in contact with me and me praying for them, believing for them, standing in the gap for them and those kind of things as I'm doing that, then all the people they're touching, they're learning to do the same thing. So I really believe there's a, there's a commission to that this year. And um, we have two verses of Scripture that are kind of foundational for Word First Conference. And um, one of them is found in Colossians chapter 4 and the fifth verse, and it says, live wisely 
among those who are not believers. Live wisely among them. And make the most of every, every opportunity that you get. You know, to do that, you have to come out of thinking about yourself. You're not going to think about other people and think about how the wisdom of God, you know, see, God's heart is for people. And when you have some revelation, there's many different passages of Scripture that talk about those who are spiritual are here on the planet to help those who aren't, right? When you have understanding and revelation in your life, you're here to help people that don't have it. We're not, we're not here to, you know, get all the revelation and understanding that we have and just be selfish with it and keep it to ourselves. No, no, absolutely not. He said, redeem the times and, and redeem the time that we're living in, understanding the type of people that we're dealing with day to day. God wants his wisdom to be so working in your life that when you need answers about how to minister to other people, how to be there for other people, how to invest into other people, that you'll hear the voice of God and, and fulfill that. That really pleases God because he wants, remember the verse, the, the passage we just read? He wants all people saved. This is part of his will in the earth. All people saved. And number two, all people coming to the knowledge of the truth. To see that happen, it takes you and me living unselfish lives. That's what 2024, to me, a huge part of this coming year is about. Because in living that lifestyle, we step into the will of God and the plan of God, and that's where the promises of God are manifested in our lives. Unselfishness is a key to victory this year. The other verse that we've looked at is um, in Ephesians 5. And it says... Um, <clears throat> Make the most, this is verse 16, make the most of every opportunity in these evil days. Make the most, <clears throat> make the most of every opportunity in these evil days. So there's many unselfish opportunities and opportunities with other people that God is giving us and positioning us for and God wants you, you know, to be prepared and he wants you to be ready. So, I want to just spend a little time looking at a number of things in regards to this. Actually, I'm going to read uh, the passages before and after those two foundational verses for Word First in redeeming the times. I'm going to read before and after that. But I want to read this verse in Philippians 4 and 5, and I'm going to read it out of the Amplified. And then verse 6 through 9 I'm going to read out of the New Living Translation. So follow with me here. Philippians 4, 5 in the Amplified Classic. Let all men know and perceive and recognize your unselfishness. And then in parentheses it says, your considerateness, your forbearing spirit, for the Lord is near. He is coming soon. I'll read that again. Let all men know how many men? All men. Remember those all men, all people that we're supposed to be praying for? Let these people perceive and recognize your unselfishness and your considerateness. How considerate that you are about living your life not for yourself, but in helping other people. That doesn't mean that we're supposed to do every little thing for every person. A lot of times, 
what happens, people will find themselves doing things that they like to do to help somebody, but that sometimes people are going through things and, and things that others do for them enables them. God wants us to be spiritual blessings to people. And one of the greatest ways, greatest things we can do is what the First Timothy 2 said, is first of all, pray for all people. First of all, you pray for people. You don't just go do something for them and fix something for them and help them in every time they have a need because then they won't depend on God. So there's a, there's a real balance in the way to, do, to allow this unselfishness to be known, but we have to be led by the Spirit to do that. Um, so he says in verse 6, and I'm going to read this out of the New Living Translation, verse 6 says this, Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank Him for all that He has done. Then you will experience God's peace which exceeds anything that we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and guard your minds as you live in Christ Jesus. And now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Fix your thoughts on what is true, honorable, right, pure, and lovely, and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Keep putting into practice all you've learned and received from me. Everything you heard from me and saw me doing then the God of peace will be with you. And I'll just say this. One of the things about living this unselfish life is that we are people that are non-emotional, that we're not ruled by our emotions. Everybody has emotions. And, and when certain things happen in our lives or something happens and that you weren't expecting, you know, it's going to affect your emotions. But we have the authority and the dominion from God to not be people that are ruled by their emotions. And to, to have that, we have to be people that live in the peace of God. And he said right here, the way that you live in the peace of God is to worry about nothing, but in everything, not just, just determining, okay, I'm not going to worry. No, you need to be actively praying for all people. Again, talking about praying for all people, as it said in 1 Corinthians 2 and the other verse that we read um, about praying for all people. In, in 2024, we're seeing this coming year that we're stepping into tomorrow. In 2024, it's a year where we are learning to be unselfish and by taking the authority and dominion that God has given us, taking authority over every thought, as it said in this last part here, he said, th he said fix your thoughts on what is true, honorable, right, pure, lovely, and admirable. Well, that's all the, the characteristics of God. That's the nature of God. Think, think on and meditate and fix your thoughts on the things of God so that you have the dominion and power to overcome all the emotion that tries to get stirred up by all the things that we live in and deal with in the earth. And there's all types of things in the earth that we live and deal with. And, and God wants you to live and operate in His peace. And when you're living in His peace, you have the ability to live an unselfish life. Actually, in this passage, it'd be good for you to go back and read it in Philippians 4, starting with verse 5 to verse 9. He's talking about living that unselfish life. The Amplified uses the word unselfish. The other, the other translations use the word forbearing or 
um, considerate, uh, several other words. But I liked it. When I saw it in the Amplified, it talked about unselfish. Living, letting people know and see your unselfishness by laying your life down for other people, by praying for them. You say, well, how would somebody see that I'm unselfish? I don't know. But when you're living unselfish, it begins to ooze from the pores of your body. When you're living selfish, people can just tell. When you're a selfish person, you think all about yourself. A lot of times, it's because of what you say. All you do is talk about yourself, right? God doesn't want us to live that way. In 2024, he wants us to live outside of that, redeeming the times because the days are evil. There's a lot of stuff going on, but redeeming the time and realizing God wants all people saved, and he wants all people to come to the knowledge of the truth. All people saved, all people to come to the knowledge of the truth, not all Republicans or all Democrats, all people. Not, not you know, on a, on a political line. We're not looking at it from political perspective, you know, about being politically correct in our way of thinking. No, God, every human being on planet Earth was created in the image of God. People you don't like, people you really don't like, they were created in the image of God. And God wants them saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. And to do that, you and I have to redeem the times. We have to redeem the times that we're living in. Can you say amen to that? <clears throat> so, I want to read the passages, a couple of passages before and after uh, our foundational scripture. And I want to start in Colossians 4 and verse 2. And you're going to see what I'm talking about to this point. You're going to see that in this passage of scripture. Starting with Colossians 4 and verse 2 in the New Living Translation. It says, Devote yourselves to prayer, there it is again, with an alert mind and a thankful heart. When I see that word there about alert, an alert mind, it's a mind that's in, at peace. Being able to be alert about the right things, not you, but about the other things. Think, the, see, the thing about not, people say, you mean I should never think about myself? I didn't say that. I just said a lot of times what hinders God from being able to minister to your needs is you. You thinking and trying to fix everything in your own life. And in this coming year, we're seeing these passages of Scripture really speak to us about redeeming the times. Devote yourselves to prayer with an alert mind and a thankful heart. Wow. Pray for us, too. And this is Paul saying it to the people that were ministering the gospel in that day here at the, to the churches in Colossae. He said, pray for us too that God will give us many opportunities to speak about his mysterious plan concerning Christ Jesus. So pray for the opportunities and the people that will come across your path in this coming year in 2024. That is why I'm here in chains. Pray that I will proclaim this message as clearly as I should. Live wisely among those who are not believers and make the most of every opportunity. Let your conversation be gracious and attractive so that you will have the right response for every single person. That's when people see your unselfishness. When your response is the wisdom of God, when you're not, when people do things and you overreact, people know. <laughs> that you're, you're not an, uns, an unselfish person. They know you're all about what you think and what you believe. Yeah, we're going to stand up for the truth, and that, that's what this is talking about. But there's a way to do it to win people. 
There's a way to do it. I'm not talking about compromising. I'm talking about there's a way to not come back at people with anger and frustration and just thinking about the point you're trying to make. There are needs and hurts in people's lives that we've got to understand. Making every, making, uh, uh, living wisely among those who are believers and make the most of every opportunity that we have to minister life, to minister Jesus to people in the day in which we're living in. What, what, a, what, an, what an amazing time and an amazing day that we're living in today. People can look at it, you can look at it and think it's horrible, how bad everything is, how horrible things are that are going on. You can look at it like that or you can look at it as an opportunity to minister life to Jesus with the wisdom of God, with the peace of God, with the vision from God that he wants all people saved and all people to come to the knowledge of the truth, and he's called you to do that and accomplish it. Wow. I'm telling you, what an honor that God would look to us and say, I need your help. I need you to hear me. I need you to do things my way. I need you to, to look at the things that I'm talking to you about in these scriptures that I'm, that I'm ministering to you right now. There's an anointing here in what I'm saying that'll liberate your thinking and the ideas that you have about life that'll cause you to focus on what God, what's most important to God, not what's most important to you. That's how we live these unselfish lives. Can you say amen to that? So, in the verse in Ephesians 5, that is one of our foundational verses, a few verses before and after, and I'm reading this also out of the New Living Translation. <clears throat> so, verse 15. So be careful how you live. Don't live like fools, but like those who are wise. So a fool is one that doesn't operate in the wisdom of God. A fool is to live a selfish life, thinking more of themselves and, and that, hey, I got this. I can figure all this out on my own. That's a fool, right? God created you to live your life with a helper helping you who's the Holy Spirit. And when you do things his way, then you walk in, in that wisdom. He said, he said, don't live like fools, but like those who are wise, we're paying attention. We're living that thankful life. We're living that gracious life. We're living that unselfish life. We're living that life where our desire is to fulfill the plan of God, and that is all people saved and all people coming to the knowledge of the truth. Can you say amen to that? Make the most of every opportunity in these evil days. Make the most of every opportunity. If you're not listening to the voice of God, you're going to miss opportunity after opportunity, after opportunity to minister life to people. And you know, you don't, you know, God knows the life you live. He knows the responsibilities you have. He knows the people in your life. He knows the ones that, that you're, you have to minister to. And he, he knows the people that, that you're responsible for in life. And you say, well, you know, I, gotta, I just got to shuck everything else in life and only listen to God. God wouldn't do that. He, would, he wouldn't tell you not to be responsible for your children, for maybe your parents, maybe somebody in, in different situations in life. He would never do that. He would never require something out of you that goes against what he's told us to do. 
You know, if we're parents, we're, we, we were created to be faithful to raise our children to do the things that are right. The Bible says you don't take care of your parents in their latter years. You're no better than an infidel is what the Scripture says. You, you're, you're supposed to take care of your parents and do things that, that are right in that way. There, there, are, there are extended family members or friends that you have, maybe a next-door neighbor. It's who God tells you to minister to when He's telling you to minister. And that's why he said right here, make the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. Things are, that are going on are ugly and evil and everything else. So make the most of every opportunity that God gives you. But you've got to be developing through the Word of God that unselfishness in your life so that you're not focused on yourself all the time and that's all you do. And then just whenever you get time, uh, then you'll, you'll do something that God tells you to do. Well, the devil makes sure you don't have time to hear the voice of God if that's the way you live your life. God wants you, first of all, praying for other people because that teaches you how not to try to think and control your own life but to think about others then when you do think about yourself you're doing what God wants you to do not you doing something out of desperation because you're not hearing the voice of God that's what that's what he's called us and created us to do he said don't act thoughtlessly but understand what the Lord wants you to do don't be drunk with wine because that will ruin your life. And we've talked about that verse many times. Don't be drunk with wine or controlled by anything else of the flesh. Instead, be filled with the Spirit, right? With the Holy Spirit, singing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs among yourselves, making music to the Lord in your hearts, and give thanks for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Living that life of thankfulness, gratefulness, unselfishness, you know, considerateness, L living those lives where we are doing in this world what God wants us to do, and we're allowing His attributes to shine through our lives, to ooze out of the pores of our life. He wants who He is to come through us. That's how we redeem the times. That's how we take advantage of every opportunity in evil days. God's not concerned about evil days. What he's concerned about is his people not operating by the Spirit of God in these evil days because then the evil days look like they're in control, right? And, you know, a lot of that looks that way today. But as the church is rising up and being led by the Spirit of God, we're overcoming all of those obstacles and hindrances and making the most of every opportunity that we're faced with. What a glorious thing. What a glorious God. And that he would trust us with his glory, with his word, with his Holy Spirit, that he would trust us. So you know what? We're choosing today, on the day before, the first day of the year, 2024, we're choosing to step into 2024 with this commitment that we're not about ourselves. We're about God's plan in the earth, making the most of every opportunity. Can you say amen to that? So I want to kind of bring this to a conclusion in 2 Timothy chapter 4 and verse 1 through 5, and I'm reading this also out of the New Living Translation. And th this is the Apostle Paul toward kind of the end of his life. And what he's doing is he's giving Timothy instruction in how to pastor, how to pastor people, how to encourage people, how to live your life, redeeming the times, everything that we've read. And I, I love this passage of Scripture. It, it's five verses, and, and I want to look at a couple of them, spend a little bit of time on a couple of them, but I just want to read this passage through here. 
verse 1 of 2 Timothy 4. I solemnly urge you in the presence of God and Christ Jesus, who will someday judge the living and the dead when he comes to set up his kingdom in the earth. In in other words, in the earth. Preach the word of God. Be prepared whether the time is favorable or not. Uh, One translation says be prepared in season and out of season, right? Patiently correct, rebuke, and encourage your people with good teaching, as I believe we do here at Gates of the City. But in all of our lives, you know, as, a, as the under-shepherd of this body and ministering truth, that he's speaking to me specifically, you know, first, but to everybody in the way we handle other people, you know. A lot of times, you know, something goes on and, well, you know, we don't want somebody to think we're walking out of love, so we won't speak the truth to them. Sometimes people need truth about something, especially if they ask you. Somebody asks you something about what they're doing, what do you think about it? For you to back off from that, I mean, unless the Holy Spirit is directing you that, 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 that will hinder them or hurt them. But if you come, you know, wailing at somebody and shoving things down their throat and putting condemnation on them, that, they'll never get liberated and free. And that's why we've got to make the most of every opportunity led by the Spirit, not drunk with wine or consumed with all different things of the flesh that are going on. But we need to be focused on what God is saying. And when we learn how to do that, I'm telling you, you can be a, so effective at how you navigate through every opportunity and situation that you face, like he's saying right here. He said, um, I'll read that, uh, he said, where he says, preach the word of God, be prepared, whether the time is favorable or not, patiently correct, rebuke, and encourage your people with, a good, with good teaching. For a time is coming when people will no longer listen to sound and wholesome teaching. That's this time. You know, the potential is not to listen to sound and wholesome teaching. The, 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 the time we're living in now is people want something that's going to give them a quick fix where they don't have to deal with their flesh, where they don't have to deal with issues in their own life, where they don't have to overcome areas of their own life. People want quick fixes right now. Right, and so they, man, if if he's going to talk about, you know, I got to, I've got to learn to be patient, and I've got to learn to listen to God, and I've got to learn, man, I can do all this myself. I want somebody to teach me how to be in control of my life and do everything I need to do. Yeah, you want to be in control of your life the way God wants you to be in control, and you want the Helper to help you to control your life, to be faithful in your life, to be responsible in your life, all the different things. He wants us to be that way, but he wants the the true teacher, the Holy Spirit, to teach us how to do that, right? He said, again, for the time is coming when people will no longer listen to sound and wholesome teaching. They will follow their own desires and will look for teachers who will tell them whatever their itching ears want to hear. You know, I mean, that's an easy way to live. You know, when you find somebody that's just going to agree with things that you need to change, but you don't want to change, and then you hear somebody say something, oh, see, that, I mean, I mean, it's amazing how people have heard teaching, and they got something out of that teaching, and I heard the same teaching, and I thought, how did you get that out of that? Because, man, you're looking for something that, want, that is going to condone what you're doing that really needs to change, right? And we see that in all that I've read today, the importance of there being correction and reproof and even rebuke, you know, in people's lives because 
People need to change and they need help. They don't need people to be ugly with them, but they need people to stand up for the truth and speak the truth in individuals' lives. And that's what Paul's telling Timothy here that you have to do with the people around you. Yeah, with the church body like we're talking about here at Gates of the City, but it it has to happen. Each individual person needs to learn how to be that kind of a person ready in season and out to bring the word in every opportunity. Remember? redeeming the times and the opportunities that we have because the days are evil, making the most of every opportunity we come up against. So he said they will follow their own desires and will look for teachers who will tell them whatever their itching ears want to hear. They will reject the truth and chase after myths. They will reject the truth and chase after myths. I could say a lot about that today that I really don't have the time to talk about. <clears throat> but one of them, one of the things that people, I've noticed that happens with people is that people will try to take something that, quote, appears to be spiritual and try to make it something that the Bible says when it really doesn't say that, you know? Um, people in looking at how... Um, loved ones that have passed on or something, how they can come and speak to them and do all kinds of things. I'm not saying that there's not ways for that to happen, but some people, uh, to the point of really tapping into demonic activity, try to find something that appears to be spiritual uh, because they don't want to spend the time that it takes to know what the truth is. You know, if God wants to speak to you through some loved one from the past, yeah, that can, I'm not saying that can't happen, but that's not the norm in the way that God does something like that. I can't, I'm not saying that you may not have a dream or something appear, but that's not the norm. God speaks to us by His Spirit, and we have to know what that is and what that looks like and how to operate in those things. And that's why He's saying here, people will chase after all kinds of things and myths and, and, and different other thoughts and ideas, trying to make it seem to be a spiritual experience when it's really not. It may be a spiritual experience, but not from the Spirit of God. And that's what we've got to guard against. That's why we have to stay in the truth, as he's talking about here. But he said, but you should keep a clear mind in every situation, right? A clear mind, renewed by the truth of God's Word. Keeping that clear mind, the renewing of the mind, empowering you to be unselfish and thankful and and gracious and, and, and courteous and letting people know that unselfishness that's ruling and flowing through your life. People will see that as we are clear in our minds in every situation that we face. Then he said in these last two verses, don't be afraid of suffering for the Lord. Work at telling others the good news and fully carry out the ministry that God has given you. Each and every person here today has the ministry of reconciliation. Everybody. You've been called to reconcile people back to God. And in this last little piece here, he said, don't be afraid of suffering for the Lord. Because you, you put God first, and you put praying the word first, things are going to come after you and I in our lives. The enemy will come after us. He's, he's powerless but he has deception that he comes at us with. And as long as we're renewing our mind and being you know, connected to the truth of God's word and, and not allowing the distractions of the world to pull us away and suck us left or right, 
as long as we stay true to the things of God that way, then we'll overcome every situation that we face. But he said, don't be afraid of suffering for the Lord. Don't be afraid of the things and the persecution that comes against you. Paul said, many of the persecutions that come against the righteous, but my God delivers me from all of them, everything that we face. Can you say amen to that? But he said, work at telling others the good news and fully carry out that ministry of reconciliation that we've all been called to do in seeing people reconciled to God. So, you know, in, in this year of redeeming the times, this, this 2024 of redeeming the times, being aware of what is before us, being aware of the days that, that, you know, that we are living in. He said, live wisely among those who are non-believers, live wisely with them. This is the Colossians 4 verse. Live wisely with them and make the most of every opportunity. Make the most of every opportunity that we come, in, we come up against. Because remember, you're learning to live wisely with God's kids, people that have been created in the image of God. Believers or non-believers, they were still created in the image of God. And God loves them and wants them, what? To be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. That's what this year is about. It's kind of, a, kind of a foundation, really kind of a simple revelation, but it's so profound, and, and especially when we all become active in it and at it, fulfilling the ministry. Every, every little piece that I've read today, I've read these verses of Scripture on purpose because there's, there is prophetic truth in every one of them. And throughout the year, we're going to dissect these different passages about how to live this wise life in the knowledge and the understanding of God so that all people are saved and all people are coming to the knowledge of the truth. Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed it, we invite you to share it with someone in your life. We would love for you to connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. You can also download our app and stay connected to Gates and access to the Word of God anytime you need it. We are believing that the seed of today's Word is going deep in your heart and that you always remember God is more than enough in every situation of your life.